Please be advised, this podcast contains adult language. I try to write about the things that I see every day, and it's not just where I'm from. I grew up in New York, so I write a lot about that, but also what I see here in Seattle. I think there's a lot of urban culture in this city that it gets glossed over by the condos and by all these new things that are going up here, all these new restaurants and fancy such and such. And, and part of that is, is the dot-com era and all the, the privilege that's taken over this town that used to be a very working-class place. I see that this place used to be a fishing town and a, a shipping town, and it's kind of moved away from that and become more of a, a tech town. And that's kind of sad to me. And I wish I had been here for the real working-class Seattle, the Seattle that uh, Richard Hugo writes about. You're listening to Jack Straw resident writer Brian McGuigan in discussion with curator Judith Roche. Well, the poets that we hear about now are more the glossy ones. As great as they are, they don't really represent that that culture at all, the, mm-hmm. the street culture or the urban culture whatsoever. Really, the only poets that are doing that now are the slam poets, and they've sort of taken poetry into the mainstream in a way that that page poets or MFA poets or whatever, however you want to classify it, haven't been able to do because they don't bridge that gap between regular folks and people who only read poetry. Yeah. You know, if you write for a certain audience, you know, and that's full of metaphor and, and all this stuff that no one can understand, then you're not going to be able to reach them. And I think it's important that we look at poetry and art as a populist expression rather than only for the elites or only uh-huh. for certain people uh-huh. that I can understand it. Now you'll hear excerpts from Brian's live reading at Jack Straw Productions. I am a poet, and I'm happy to be here tonight. I had proposed to do a set of humorous poems, poems that were kind of a shoot-off of my last chapbook, which is writing about myself and my dog and my wife and my mother and usually self-effacing and often embarrassing for my wife and other people in my family. (laughs) Uh, But I had some sort of epiphany after being selected to the program and decided to do something a little bit different, give you... Serious Brian, says what you're getting tonight. Hope that is fine. The corner below the L. I come from a long line, sniff through a worn one. First words I heard, that's not my son. Afraid of the dark, cops and unmarked cars, Drunks with pockmarks like shark bites. Afraid of stop signs and cockroaches. Cracks in the sidewalk without cause. The smog and the gray above. Afraid of the long walk home. Don't believe everything you hear. A father that wasn't around. A pound in the trunk. The sound of bullets like a stuck doorbell. They say I won't make it farther than a cell with only one hour of light. Before there was light, there were two sticks, whittled in dirt, that we killed over. But let's not talk about that. It makes you feel black as ash. I come from piss and rainwater, glaze in the gutter, where rats bigger than cats creep through the dead. 
Their heads hung like old sneakers on phone wires. I come from low-cut seizures, beepers, the heat beneath the waist. Tell me what you'll think of me when a bullet remembers my face. I come from milk crates, hidden in a basement, filled with broken dishes, thrown as hard as rage willed, like God with a death wish. I come from pigeon shit, complaining about the used condoms, taking up all the concrete. I come from the corner, below the L, by the laundromat, the grocery store, where we always stole candy. I will return as if I had never left. I will become a boy hard enough to crack the corner beneath his feet. I go to sleep and feel the bed springs creak from my weight. When will they find the gun that funded my last breath? I come cold like an empty seat on a packed bus and with a darkness like being locked in a closet with no doorknob. Today, I am nothing but a street with a four-way stop that no one follows. When I said I was leaving, my mother said I should never go. I wrote this next poem in response to the many developments going on in Seattle, uh, specifically in Capitol Hill, also in Belltown and Ballard. If you live in these neighborhoods, you know what I'm talking about. This poem is called Converting the Dragon. If I see another condo shoot up, I'm going to call the cops and tell them, hurry, something funny's going down on the corner. An old dive was once there where drunks pissed and the planters out front, and the waitresses called you hun, whether they knew you or not. Now, it's a bistro. The hole in the wall is patched. They serve imports, appetizers, but no more hungry man dinners. You used to watch your back when you came here, now you check your hair <laughs> in the side view of something built this year. We don't care about the history, pigeons, the homeless begging like children who haven't paid their student loans for months. I miss how this place was when you could get drunk for a few bucks and get lucky with dirty fingernails and a bad smile. Uh, this last poem I'm going to read is called All Night Long. Who wouldn't want to give it all up? The pills, a windowsill with no window on a winter night. So cold, the liquor's frozen on the heater. The persistent shrills of your frightened baby. You could beat him to sleep or feed him again, but he won't bend like a wishbone. Since him, you're never alone. You and the night have company now, besides the call alarms 
bums bucking in the dumpsters, the couples fucking like maggots on their balconies, the oil breeze, half-smoked cigarettes burning holes in your dungarees. You don't watch the TV anymore, and the radio's so old, the stations come in crumpled like Mason's fingers. There are no actors or singers that understand the night. It's darkness, a blanket on a bare mattress. No pillow, no clock, no bedside table in sight. You delight in its teeming stillness. The trees like dry stones. The concrete cracks since oblivion. Your knees knock like bad jokes. Street lamps soak what's left of the night like a sponge, wringing it out over the morning light. As the bums turn in their beds, the couples burn in their wetness. The baby hasn't slept. And to everything but him, you say, good night. Good night. Thank you. This podcast was produced by Jack Straw Productions as part of the Jack Straw Writers Program. The 2008 curator of this program is Judith Roche. Music performed by Johanna Kunian and recorded as part of the Jack Straw Artist Support Program. Producer is Jenny Cecil Moore. Recording engineers are Mo Preventure and Tom Stiles. Narrator is Amy Brimhall and executive director of Jack Straw Productions is Joan Rabinowitz. The Jack Straw Writers Program is made possible with support from the Paul G. Allen Family Foundation, Arts Fund, Poncho, the Mayor's Office of Arts and Cultural Affairs, Four Culture King County Lodging Tax Fund, the Washington State Arts Commission, the National Endowment for the Arts, and individual contributors. All of the writers heard in this series are published in the Jack Straw Writers Anthology, available for purchase and featured online at jackstraw.org. Thank you for listening. Thank you.